Welcome back, Casually Kicking It family. We've got another great episode for you this week. But before we begin, make sure you follow us on all the social media platforms. That's Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please give us a review on whatever platform you're listening to us on. If that's iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. And guys, don't forget, if you want Casually Kicking It merchandise, make sure you head over to Store Frontier in the search engine, type in Casually Kicking It, and our store should pop up. Now, on to this week's episode. We are diving into Season 2 of The Mandalorian, the finale episode episode number eight we are talking all kinds of star wars on this episode hope you guys enjoy the show begin we have a special guest with us because this is a special episode um yes, it is. i i i mean mickey fuego el fuego i don't yeah. know el maestro <laughs> <laughs> this guy got many names welcome to the show mickey's good no you stick with mickey oh man um and we got nate in the building tonight and then you guys know tom yeah, <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I was saying, special episode because I think um, we have all—I I say we—I think I know that we have all seen this uh, epic episode of The Mandalorian. I call it epic because, yes. well, we're gonna get into it. We're gonna get into the season finale of The Mandalorian. This is episode eight, chapter. What was it? Sixteen. Sixteen. 16, yeah, 16, 16, I think. Yeah. Um, chapter 16. Yep. Chapter 16. And um, let's, let's just get right to it. Uh, who wants to start? Uh, how do we, do you guys want to say like what you guys I, thought well, of the show? I think we should have Mickey go first. Let, Mickey, yes, yeah. Let, our guest. Yeah, let Mickey, our, go let ahead. our guest go first. Okay. I'm going to go I'll on just, record. I just got to say. This. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to say, it was amazing. I mean, I mean, from start to finish, I mean, just like the fact that first of all, we got to see more of the dark saber again, which is really cool. Yeah. I love the dark saber. Um, that's probably one of my favorite effects uh, that they, that they it, just even just to streamline how thin it, thin it was, like the actual saber is like really thin. I thought that was really cool. Um, so we got to see all of that. We got to hear more of the background of the dark saber. You know, and how it relates to the Mandalorians, um, which I thought was amazing. Um, I mean, just to hear all that background knowledge, which I, you know, I know who. Um, and then just that spoiler at the end, like that, that, that crazy that Easter egg at the end. Oh my God. It was, it was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> Next. <laughs> I predicted this. I predicted this. You know, I did. Yes, you on record. I predicted. I went on record. Yes. So, what what I think about the episode was amazing. That was just awesome, and I was like the just the the what is it the dark? Who are they? The, the soldiers? The droid? The, the, the dark troopers? The dark troopers. <clears throat> dark troopers. Dark troopers. Man, oh my god! Those are they're badass, bro. Yo, Badass. tell me, yeah. tell me that technically those were like the Terminators of uh, Star Wars, yo. Those yeah. were the T one thousands, bro. The T one thousands with the with the red eyes and, and when the, they were, the fire. When oh they were God. punching, when they were punching that door, I was like, I thought I was Sockum Robot. <laughs> <laughs> but it was oh, cool, man. man. I predicted that. Spoiler alert: Luke comes in. And takes Grogan or sorry, Grogu, Grogu, Grogu. Grogu. Uh, I, 
I predicted that. Nate, what do you think? Oh man, it was. I get. I guess I have. To, I don't know. The, you said amazing. Epic was used. It was. It was like fant. I guess I'm gonna use fantastic, man. It was. It's been. The Mandalorian, the, the show has been has like never disappointed me, man. And from like start to end, and it just it didn't let me down. Like an epic ending for an epic season. Like this, yeah. Th- this whole second season was just like from start a to whole nother level, man. It was just like you you is it's almost like the movies kind of fail uh pale in comparison, man. But the way that this oh, ended, yeah. it like it ended, but it didn't end. Because it's just like, I couldn't ask for more, other than more episodes, of course. Yeah. Nah, and he finally takes his helmet off. <clears throat> well, I kind of, that I kind of saw it coming, but um, I try to predict, honestly, I thought it would be Mace Windu. From, I had my, my, reasonable, my reasonable assumption that I thought it would be Mace Windu to come by, but, you know, with Luke, bro, I, I was still like, you serious? Mm-hmm. I was like, they really went there, uh, but I don't know, man. I was dumbfounded, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah he, um, looked, he looked great too. He looked really good too. Yeah. I got to. I gotta say that, um, you know, Mandalorian season one was phenomenal, and mm-hmm. Mandalorian season two just put the bar even higher for me personally to where this is this is what i wanted uh, not not to not to uh, let me let me go back i'm not going to you know i'm not trying to bang on episode 7 8 and 9 I, I thought they were you know they were you know good movies but this is what i wanted yeah you know what i mean like this is what i wanted from 7 uh 7 8 and 9 I wanted Luke Skywalker. This is Luke Skywalker that I wanted. Um, watching this episode brought back those feelings of when I watched Star Wars for the first time as a kid. And so when, you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen this episode of The Mandalorian, dude, I don't know what planet you're on. You need You need to watch it. So... Yeah. You know, we get to the part where that one X-Wing comes in and then I'm thinking in my head, man, Tom was right. And <laughs> if you guys know, um, if you guys go back to a previous episode when we were given our, our, um, predictions. Like Tom was saying, our predictions on what we thought would happen, I said that I didn't think it would be Luke Skywalker or any of the old school Star Wars characters because I didn't think we needed that. Well, yeah. I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> when, the, 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 when that X-Wing came in, I was like, this is Luke. Because Luke flew this, the X-Wing by himself. He didn't fly with the squadron right. outside of, of you know, the first movie. Right. And when you see the black cloak, that was, yeah. rep- that was representation of you know, the return of the Jedi. And we've never said this on the show, but I found out that this, the Mandalorian takes place five years after Mm -hmm. the return of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. So I I said, man, this is Luke. And I'm still watching it with disbelief. Like, nah, I mean, this, this is Luke, but is it really? And then you see the green saber and I'm sitting there and I'm watching it with my son. And I'm like, (laughs) that's Luke. And my eyes start watering you know, and this is before the reveal because, like I said, I didn't think that I, I I I wanted that, but it it was dope to see Luke at his full potential. He's yes. not a Jedi Knight; he's a Jedi Master at yes. this point, and we never got to see that. We got to see him battle his father, you know. But we never got to see him with his full potential. We just got it in books or in comic books or in video games, whatever, whatever you want to um, see that. He was just at. a Jedi when he went against his dad. He was a Jedi Knight. He was yeah, a Jedi and then Knight. Next, and then next time you see him, he's like a grumpy old, don't want to be a teacher yeah, type. Yeah, correct. So like, jumpers. yeah. So like, seeing, 
seeing yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, Nate, seeing this epic like where you were going, we saw him as a grumpy old man, but to see him in this one where he's epically just cakewalking, like this is like not a problem. You know, he's just yeah. Jedi mastering every effing robot that you saw everyone have a problem with. Just uh, it was beautifully done. And then to get to the point where he comes out of the elevator into that hallway scene like his father in Rogue One, which that mm. scene in Rogue One was what made Rogue One. I'm sorry. Rogue that One was, was an okay movie, epic but that scene. scene with Darth Vader in the yeah. hallway was yeah. epic. And I think this was the... the Like a homage kind of thing. Yeah, It, yeah, it was yeah. the parallel to that. You know, the son now going down the hallway and just like... It was beautiful. Like, that's all I could say. Like, I was just, like I, like I said, I was getting teary-eyed. And I was, and you still didn't see his face until he reached the bay. They opened the doors. And when he does the old, like, Luke, you know, and he does it, like, just like Luke did it in Return of the Jedi when he flips up his hood. And you see him. And it's a young Mark Hamill. And I was like, I was like, I want to lose my man card, man. <laughs> and I, I was and I like, didn't, yo, this I is nuts. Care. I couldn't believe it. I didn't I care. Was, I was like, this is nuts. This is this is the fan service that I wanted to happen in episode seven, eight, and nine. Yes, we got new characters in seven, eight, and nine, but we knew we would see Luke in episode eight, and this is the Luke I wanted to see in episode eight. Honestly, and... man, it, it felt like this was just it was just getting better and better and better and everything meant like I honestly, I was thinking like the way it was building up and everything, what I thought was kind of cool that everybody who was there at the end, I wanted everybody was there that I wanted with the, you know, I just wish Ahsoka Tano was there and then I would have had, then you would have had like the, the four baddest chicks in the galaxy all in one cockpit with, with Mando. But you know, it, it was having like the the Luke's effing Skywalker, like you said, at his peak that we, we should have gotten in the movies. Again, you know, this is John Favreau putting together the Star Wars Marvelistic universe for us and all that. It's like, you know, we're yeah. getting it seems like we're gonna get with Star Wars that what we've always been wanting and all that, you know, this is kind of like what George Lucas was saying that this was what he wanted, you know, before he sold everything and kind of lost that grip on it. John Favreau is bringing it back. I got a question for you guys. What's up? So what do you guys think about that twist at the end where he couldn't just give her the dark saber? That's that's season three material. I thought that was epic. That was epic, man. Okay, I, yeah, I wanna I wanna jump into that in a second, um, because I, I that is interesting, Tom. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, I want to finish real quick on Luke, or in the Mandalorian, at you know, with them showing Luke, and the way he spoke was just Luke Skywalker. If you guys noticed, the way that he spoke was just so like, yeah, so Jedi, yeah, so yeah. Jedi masterist. If you know what I mean, yeah. he was on that. He was on that Qui Gon, Qui Gon Jin level. Yes, yes, Qui Gon Jin yes. level, man. And then, and then, you know, they gave us right, right after that. Then they give us, you know, the goodbye. And I was like, dang. And then they give you, oh, he's gonna finally show his face to Grogu because he's never seen his face. And that intimate mo- moment was like, I was like, dang, dude. And, and like they man. couldn't kill me anymore. I'm like, I'm sitting here like <laughs> get a handkerchief. He puts him down on the floor and then yeah. R2 comes out of nowhere. I was like, Yo. bro. Yes. Yes. Bro. R2 rolled in. Oh, I was man. like, they just killed me on that. I'm like, yo, they just took my heart and then they walked off and you know they closed the door. I'm awesome. It was that last that last episode was a roller coaster of emotions. I mean, bro. I had I mean that those last ten minutes I had this, this that apple in my throat. Like I was like, oh my gosh, man. Yeah. So, anyways, going back to Tom, what Tom was saying, Mando got the saber from uh, what's his name? Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon. And Moff like Gideon. Mickey was saying, we got an explanation on if you hold the saber, 
You're basically a ruler to the of throne. Sure. But the only thing I there's a I have a little discrepancy with that only because since I watched all the Star Wars now, um, so he didn't want the saber. So in the part where he's like, "Here, take it," I yield, and then he's like, "No, it doesn't work like that." But if you watch Star Wars Rebels, the dark saber comes into the picture because Sabine gets finds the dark saber in the cave of Darth Maul. And Sabine has the dark saber, but she obviously doesn't want to lead. And she gives it to Bo-Katan in Rebels. She gives it to her, and Bo-Katan takes it. So, like, at that point, I'm like, how come Sabine was able to give the dark saber to Bo-Katan there and then cannot give it to her now? That's a good, a good point. And, you know, obviously we've seen that. Uh, you know, not every Mandalorian goes by the same rules. Like, obviously, Mando rolls by the old school rules, as we learned. Well, whereas Bo Katana rolls with the their their new school rules. You know, um, or the tradition. She goes by the new tradition, where he goes by the old tradition. So there could be wiggle room there to be like, hey, look, I don't, I don't abide by the the new you know, or your new, you know, Mandalorian um, views, so you could have it. I, I, I could not care less for it, but I don't know if they're just doing that in the storyline to cause some kind of a rift. Yeah, which um, is sad because I would like to see more of that. I thought that one of the, the coolest things in this episode was when the four females were just rolling through. Yeah. Like that was so dope. Like yeah. female power to the max. I mean, they were just going in there and like, boom, boom, you know, turning around. I mean like that sequence and they were all like all four of them showing their own style in their own way, but in unison. If you know, I mean, if, if I don't yeah, know how like, to explain, you know what I'm saying? Like they were all in sync, but all using their, their form of, of combat. I mean, it was just beautifully done it was like a masterpiece they're just rolling through these ships just destroying these dudes <laughs> i thought it Peter was carano was badass so awesome yeah. me i i still i still thought that like mulan was awesome i still call her mulan because she's the original mulan but yo man she was like just roundhousing these guys and busting them on the on the ground yeah. it was just i was like damn and then, like, um, earlier in the episode, yo, Sasha Banks pulled one of them WWE moves yeah. on Boba Fett, bro. <laughs> I was like, yo, she about to, she about to, you about to get tapped out. I was like, yo, yo, Sasha Banks, like, my girl, so bro. Yeah, man. I hope, I hope she gets like, you know, she did well. Bigger. I mean, That's her, I want to see more of her in the next season. You know, like, because it obviously looks like. I don't know There's her character's a lot name attention. on the show. I still can't remember her character. They said her name a few times. I can't remember. They did. I, I just can't remember it. Yeah. She's hot. Uh, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, look it up, Jamie. Jamie, look it up now. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the fan service continues. And like they don't... Continues. They don't... Uh, so who who mentioned it a second ago that they don't normally do end end cut scene, you know, like the Marvel movies you always wait until the end credits, yeah. or the end credit scene. That's and they did it. Favreau. They did it for this one. I didn't know, That's and I'm sitting here. I was like, wait, it looks like there's something here at the end. And I'm like, I rewound it. I'm like, what's going on here? I didn't see that. What? Yeah, like, like you didn't you notice didn't it? Like when ending? you're watching it, I'm like, how come? Oh, they, like, it ends. No. It ends and there's like eight minutes left. So <laughs> it like, cut, yeah, it cuts to Jabba's lair, you know, from the outside of the desert. A Tatooine. But I, I told you Jabba the Hutt was gonna come in too. No, he's not alive. He died. Nah, <laughs> yeah, it's not. So yeah. it was his the guy who was always by his side that had that like thing around his neck, the white alien. head with the long wrapped around. Yeah, so all you see is blasters as they're you know inside where Jabba used to just lay there. And um, it's that chick, and she's taking out the guards, and right behind her is Boba Fett. 
And so the guy's like, oh, Boba Fett, I heard rumors about you pretty much, you know. I, I thought you were dead, this and that. Boba Fett, Boba Fett doesn't even say a word, bro. He just walks no. up to the dude and just blasts him. Yeah. And he just he falls there on the chair. He's on the chair, just slumped over, and Boba Fett grabs him, throws him on the floor, puts his guns down, and sits there like he's the king now. Yep. All right. And then it shows – what what it, what was the title? The the, the screen goes Boba black. Fett. The book of the Boba book of Fett Boba coming Fett. December twenty twenty one. Yeah. So wow. not only yeah. So not only we're supposed to get Mandalorian season three, but like a whole thing on Boba Fett. Nice. So is that confirmed though? It is going to be a separate. It's not going to be. You know what? I don't know. That's a good question because because I was thinking because I think they might just go ahead and make that like Mandalorians season three and then make it like kind of like kind of how, how like when they did um what was that show they did a couple shows like that where like it would be a different type of thing like an off story but it's still season three um, kind of yeah, like american uh, horror would, story or something yeah, like that yeah, yeah, yeah. where each yeah, so season has its own story um yeah, you know they do or does, they do a story per character you make know? He, i was thinking the they same could. thing and um it would make it does make sense that maybe season three would be the book of Bubba Fett, but then again, we still didn't get a resolution on Mando with the blade and Bo. That's yeah. true. So, and they did crazy tension. They did always say that they were going to do a spinoff with Bubba Fett, um, like Ahsoka Tana. So, I don't know because then Disney did their announcement, you know, last week and they didn't mention anything about Bubba Fett. Maybe they were holding uh, out until this. Maybe oh, they were yeah, holding out until... for the episode. They could have. They could have. Yeah, that, that's. Not, I mean, that's fair. That's definitely fair. Yeah, but honestly, I would really like to see. Um, you know, if the next seasons were gonna be about who gets the throne of Mandalore, I would like to see uh this girl Sabine from Rebels, because she was a big part in the whole Mandalorian war and all that. Like. She's the one who got the dark saber to begin with. So um, I think it would be cool to see them pull that character in because it, it feels like they're using those group of characters anyway, because in the episode with Ahsoka Tano, she's like asking for Grand Admiral Thrawn. And if you find Thrawn, you're going to probably find Ezra as well. So, I mean, like possibilities are out there. It's just a matter of who's going to show up and what, but. And this thing is, just, this could be like super dope going forward, man. So, this show has started. definitely opened the doors for many possibilities of storylines and kind of fix a little bit of what happened um, fix a in, lot. The, in the Star Wars galaxy. But fixed a lot. You know what? Like this, this, this season of The Mandalorian, even the first season, I would have paid movie price to see this. Like this oh, was yeah. this was so Definitely. good. Um, oh yeah. You know uh, the sad thing about seven uh, episodes seven, eight, and nine was they had. I think we talked about it on this podcast before. Is they had different uh, directors for each movie. You know, you yeah. started you started mm-hmm. with with J.J. Abrams on episode seven, and he had a view of where the story should go, whereas Ryan Johnson took it and went in a different route, you know? Um, and I'm not saying that Ryan Johnson's view was whack or was bad. It To me, it was more of like, it's just a different view. Like if Ryan Johnson had a hold of 7, 8, and 9, maybe it would have been different. And if J.J. Abrams would have had 7, 8, and 9 all to himself, we would have gotten something different rather than, you know, different directions and different movies. But I thought... Originally, they were supposed to do it like that. Originally, I thought it was supposed to be just J.J. Abrams. And then um, Ryan Johnson was going to do a whole set of other Star Wars movies. I thought originally that's what it was supposed to be. And then it changed because I think J.J. Uh, Abrams had like a filming discrepancy or something. So he couldn't even, he couldn't. Uh, I think, couldn't yeah, I think that's right. Movie, cause... I, yeah, I think that something like that did happen because I remember like a while, like a couple, a year or two ago, Ed actually brought that up. He did some research on it and all that because he was talking about how uh, they had to get another director or something like that. 
mm-hmm. kind of like what ha- kind of like what happened with the Justice League movie. They yep. originally they started out with one director and then they kind of had a go a different route with another guy. So I think that's what happened. Yeah, because you know it, it. I think that's what kind of threw it off, where you had two different directors, two different views. You know, one director took what the first director did and kind of like scrubbed everything. Then that director came back for the third one. When when originally they they actually had a, a third different director. There was a different director that was supposed to do the third one. And they yeah, brought back <laughs> yeah, and they brought back JJ Abrams. And then JJ Abrams was basically, I felt like he had the rush to finalize the trilogy and he's trying to fix everything that Ryan Johnson, you know, basically poo-pooed that he did in the in episode where he was setting up through episode seven. Right. But Man, Mandalorian. Mandalorian, I think, fixes everything for me. Um, it, dude, it fix, not only does it fix, it it does something that, like, these other two directors couldn't do. In, the Mandal- in like, the two minutes of airtime in The Mandalorian, it gives you the whole, it kind of gives you the whole backstory on Supreme Leader Snook. Because it, it, in, in season two, uh, I forgot which episode it was, but like when he goes back to the, when, when he goes with Gina Carano and uh, mine, I, yeah, when they go into that base and you see in the background the tubes of like some failed clone experiments and everything, and then you start to think you put two and two together, they got the blood from Grogu because they need the metachlorian count to try to create somebody, and then that's where you can get. Um, Supreme Leader Snook because he's not a Sith, he's not a Darth or anything like that. And in in this last episode, Moff Gideon was like, "Yeah, go ahead, take the child. I got what I needed out of him." You know, and just like, you know, they pretty much that makes sense. Yeah, they pretty much got the Force power from Groku, and they can make their own Sith Lord or whatever. And that's where you get somebody like Snook who came out of nowhere. Yeah, because that was one of the questions I had. That's one yeah, of the questions here. I had. I think I'm everybody like, had that after episode seven. It was like, who's this guy? You know, and we were wondering who he was. Uh, the other one was where, who Ray was, who was she affiliated, you know, to. And it was just all kind of like, oh, he's nobody in the second movie. Oh, she's nobody too. You know, they just, I don't know, yeah. came from thin air. And you're like, what? Like, I was sitting here after episode seven watching YouTube videos on conspiracy theories on where she could have came from and where Snow could have come from. And then episode set or eight comes out and Ryan Johnson basically was like, Oh yeah, you're nobody. See you later. And you're like, what the hell just happened, man? <laughs> like it, It's crazy because um, like uh, if you think about it, the, that doctor, the guy with the glasses and the Mandalorian, yeah, yeah, he's a he's one of the he's a genetic doctor. They they try to do clones, right? And if you remember in Rise of Skywalker, at the end where Ray is going to Palpatine, you see a bunch of tubes of like um messed up clones of Snoke. right, right, right. So you can so there's that those dots are connecting, and the the Mandalorian is filling everything in because you see them in Mandalorian. Now you got you know they have the blood of Groku, so they can try to warp warp that, and then you see the clones later on, in, in the movie. So it's like it's kind of telling you where where everything happened and all that. I'm like, thank you, Mandalorian, for giving me that in two minutes. <laughs> it's, de- it's definitely gonna be cool, man, because you know if if nobody's ever seen Star Wars Rebels, yes, it's a cartoon, but it's more than a cartoon. You got to watch it, man. It makes you appreciate everything. It it was fantastically done. You have to watch it. Um, And a a lot of these characters are fan favorites, and to see them uh, in real life would be cool. To see Ezra in real life would be awesome to to see that. Um, You know, now they can also go ahead and somehow explain how the Knights of Ren became, you know? Um, That would be cool. I would like to see the Knights of Ren becoming, you know, how they became. And how they got a hold of Ben Solo. Uh, I mean... Because they didn't do squat in the movie. No. They, they didn't, didn't really. <laughs> no, they didn't. They looked, they looked cool as hell and yeah. then didn't do anything. They didn't do anything. Such um, a disappointment. It was. Waste of plot. <laughs> yeah. 
that's another one you're like oh the knights of ren we're gonna go get to see him and you know jj uh, had the jj had the i don't think they made an appearance in in episode eight jj had to bring him out in episode nine yeah yeah, they, yeah that's, that's how it was um i i think they mentioned them in episode eight but that was it like we just mentioned and we got a sarcastic grumpy luke skywalker <laughs> I guess it just it was like so inconsistent, man. It's I mean, just crazy. Like if if episode eight was just a standalone movie, it was good. I mean, it's not a bad movie. It just like I wanted to know what JJ had in mind for. You know? Yes. Oh, uh, anyway, I feel like we. Can, I wish we could just cancel it and then like read just <laughs> do it all. Did talk about doing that? Didn't they talk about like there were there were fans that were they were petitioning to uh, retcon to, to have to have you know those movies redone and to like yeah. pretty much abolish those films. Um, I wish Is the Men this... in Black were in written existence where they can zap me with the little doohickey thing and be like, "Oh, those movies never existed." Okay, let's start from the Mandalorian. Because <laughs> uh, you know what's funny? Like it's like the little things that kind of throw you know throw you off. Like, um, okay, like in the beginning of episode eight, where like Ray finally gives Luke the lightsaber and he looks at her and then just chucks it, throws it away. And then in, in the next movie, where like Ray's ready to give up, she, get, she throws the lightsaber into the fire and Luke Skywalker's force ghost catches it and then says, you got to treat a Jedi's weapon with more respect. I'm like, bro, you were throwing it away the last movie and now you're saving it from a fire. Well, that's saying that's, you that's, gotta respect it. That's the vision of two different directors, though. That's why I know, but that that's what I'm saying. I'm like, it it just it, it wasted it just made it seem very clunky and all that. Uh there that was, was some inconsistent example. There was definitely inconsistency in that, but uh the Mandalorians rectifying the Star Wars world. And I really appreciate the work that everyone has put into it. You know, John Favreau, who's a Star Wars fan. And then, you know, to make something Star Wars, you have to be a Star Wars fan. You know, uh, that's what I feel like. Yeah. And Dave Filoni, who worked, he, he, he never worked on live action, anything. He came from the cartoons to come in here and give us this as well. Um, you know, everybody, from what I hear, everyone that was interviewed for anything to do with Mandalorian, they asked, are you a Star Wars fan, first and foremost? Because they wanted people that that felt and that had passion for this 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 genre, this this series of space, you know, adventures and stuff to put it into this series. So they've they've done well. They've done well. Uh, we're going to get an Obi-Wan Kenobi series. We're going to get an Ahsoka series. And I think it's going to be fantastic, man. Yeah, man. I'm curious to so see the, the squad. They say they're going to get. Oh. No, go ahead. Sorry, go, go, ahead, ahead go ahead. No, go ahead, Mickey. Okay. Well, I was just saying, I was just thinking um, with that Obi-Wan series, are they still using the Ewan McGregor? Yes. Okay. Okay. And they're also bringing back uh, Christian Haydenson, too, uh, his Darth Vader. So they, they're bringing back the people from the movies, bro. Oh, man. Dude, if we get, like, a post-Revenge of the Sith fight. <laughs> Yo, you know, what's dope? you know what I'm thinking? Like, I've got think- the high ground! <laughs> <laughs> you underestimate my power! <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! That'd be great. That'd be incredible. Oh man! One of the things I wanted to, I didn't get to, uh, talk about, but other than prior to the last episode of Mandalorian, I think I think this guy deserves a shout out. Yo, like Bill Burr's uh port um part in that. Yo, Bill Burr's one is like one of my favorite comedians, but. At that scene at the table when he was talking about yeah. Operation Cinder, bro, I actually believed him. I mean, like, yo, he was like reading at he he portrayed somebody with like some PTS issues. Like you see his eyes get red and warty. I'm like, yo, this was getting deep fast. 
Uh, I mean, well, you know, you mentioned that. How about at the beginning of this episode where the um, the Imperial um, or the, the pilot, whatever you want to call him, he's holding the doctor hostage and he's yeah. saying all this stuff to um, – What's her name? The Gino Carano is, think, character. Is it like Sarah or Cara or something like that? Yeah. And he's basically mentioning things that's really hitting her heart, you know, and it's taking her back. I didn't know she was from Alderaan. Yeah. That, that's the planet, know, the planet yeah, they, they got. Earlier in the season. Yeah, yeah. they did. I, I, com- yo, I completely forgot. I just thought that she, like, lost people in the fight. I didn't know her planet was, like, one of the first ones to blow. Oh, remember yeah. when the X-Wing pilot came to visit her? She's like, He's like, oh well, um, she's like, I heard that you're from Alderaan. She's like, it's like, how many people did you lose? And she's like, I miss, I lost everybody. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and him mentioning that stuff really triggered her character, and I don't know if we're gonna get more of her character. A lot of people, um, I like her like story. her character. There are a lot of fans that kind of like talk about her acting, Gina Carano's acting, that you know. You know, her face is basically the same no matter what the situation is, you know. <laughs> it's kind of true. And, um, true. yeah, 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 the point. But, you know. I liked it, though. I man, who cares, man? It's, I mean, it's a fictional I, I story. She fit well. I thought she fit well. Yes, you're right. I mean, I think she's always people are just being nitpick. You know, it's like, it's to me, this thing was like almost flawless. And people are just trying to nitpick at something. I, I mean, thought their casting for, for every Mandalorian episode was great, hands yeah. down. Right. Um, so remember last week on the show, I mentioned that Disney Plus um, announced a show, uh, an animated series called The Bad Batch. Yes, remember I was yes. telling you guys? And this is based on, yeah, some villains. But um, the girl that's in the Mandalorian series that's with Boba Fett, She's Mulan. one of the members of the Bad Batch. Finnick. 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 She's one of the members of the Bad Batch in the in the series. And she's going to be voicing the cartoon as well uh, right. of her own character, which is, I awesome. thought was pretty cool. Yeah. She's from uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. Yes. Melinda May in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She yep. also played Chung Lee in that horrible Street yes, Fighter movie did. with John claude Van Damme. Yeah. Yes, she did. <laughs> The uh, best part of that movie was Raul Julia playing playing M. Bison. That's it. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Um, anything else, guys, that you want to mention about the season finale of The Mandalorian? I'll even just say just the whole season was amazing. I mean, even in the beginning, like um one of my favorite scenes I always think about is seeing Anakin's um yeah, what was it? His uh one of his parts from his uh Racer, the the, oh, the guy who had yeah, the the guy, on. yeah he yeah he took part of his pod racer yeah, and, pod his, racer. and made it into a bike. That was the coolest thing ever. I was like, oh my god! Yeah, I mean, that was, was uh, episode two. I think that was the Marshall yeah, episode. It was early. I mean, just the whole like just no, that was episode like one. Episode one. He's right. Episode, episode one. one. Yeah. Yeah, like just little stuff like that throughout the whole entire season. Like the whole entire season was filled with stuff like that. And it was just amazing. I just thought, I thought it was amazing. And then just how they ended it. I mean, uh, it's funny how you guys talked about that uh, that, that ending scene, uh, that, or the, the Marvel credit scene. I, I thought the same thing. I thought it was funny. I was like, oh, look at, look at the, the Marvel coming in here. <laughs> I was like, this is pretty cool. But I like that about Marvel. And it was cool to see that Star Wars is kind of doing, I'm like, dude, I can see that. I can, I can get with Star Wars doing that. Like, that's amazing. John Favreau, yeah, man. That's John Favreau there. And it keeps us hanging on to more. It keeps us wanting more. So, oh, okay, cool. End credit on this. All right. Next Star Wars movie or next Star Wars episode or whatever. Like, it, it keeps us on our edge. And I think it's amazing that they're doing that. I got to wait a whole another year for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The waiting time is what sucks. I think yeah. that it's amazing that they're able to fit 
enough stuff without you question having many questions in like a 30 35 minute episode because a lot of these new shows they all have to be seems like they're all like an hour and you're like man do we really need a lot of this stuff you could have cut like half of this and made condensed it i didn't need half of the the dialogue and i could have understood it you know and they 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 put these episodes like this last episode was like barely 40 minutes and i was like damn this felt like i watched an entire hour movie yeah um it it hit every spot it fulfilled everything and it's just amazing how they did that you know or how they do it you know they fit so much in such a little uh short amount of time i think this means that they're like super meticulous about how they were trying to you know trigger our emotions show certain things at the right time it was perfect yeah, that yeah, that's what I was saying. Like this episode was like a roller coaster of emotions, man. Like yeah. you were, you you were excited, you got hyped, you got afraid, you got sad, and everything. Like you got, ex- it was just crazy. Like I know I got nervous at that one point where like the 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 dark trooper had Mando and was pounding his face into the wall. Oh like, yeah! Oh my dude. god, dude, he was pushing him like the Hulk. I'm like, he's about to put him through a wall, bro. I was like. Oh my god! Like this, I was like, "Is that gonna? Is that best car gonna hold?" I was yeah. like nervous as Beskar hell, man. Is like the vibranium of Star Wars. Yeah, but dude, you still feel that, man. That that's concussion all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As football nuts. players, they wear a helmet and they still get hit. <laughs> man. <laughs> um, oh man. Yeah. Anything else, guys, that we want to add? Can we have an honorable mention of sure. like other episodes from this season? Sure. And and if we want to give uh, maybe um, the listeners what our theories will be for season three. I mean, what would you guys? Okay, which we could do that. Yes. Theorize for season three. We could go that route too. All right. Well, I was just gonna say the one of the cool outside of this episode, the the thing that made me like hype like a little kid was seeing Ahsoka Tano in live action. And the Jedi episode, that was one of my favorite ones. But um, as far as what I think the next season would be, if it's involving Din, I do think it may take off. Uh, it may pick up right from there. Like, you know, who's going to get Mandalore and stuff like that. It could be like another civil war of Mandalorians, like how it happened before. Who knows? So. I honestly think... Um, to be honest, I, I I think we're gonna see a lot less of Grogu in the next season. Um, I think what we saw of Grogu is probably gonna be the last time we've seen Grogu for a long time. I think that by the time we see him the next time, it'll be like a time jump um, because he's got to be with Luke. Um, he's got to train, and I just I believe that they have like he's basically had most of his story. You know. We're, we're going to pick up later with him. But I, I believe, um, like you said, like we're going to see a lot more with Mandalore. Um, I definitely see that. Like we're going to see a lot more uh, with Mandalore. Um, and just the lore behind, you know, wielding the dark saber and what it means to be the leader, um, wielding the dark saber. I think we're going to see a lot more of that. Um, maybe even see more Ahsoka coming in here and there, you know, just to kind of hype up the, the new show, which would be cool. Um, and maybe even, you know, um, cause I know they're going to have to do some kind of way. They're going to have to, um, even probably bring in Lando, you know, cause they're, uh, doing the Lando Calrissian, uh, show. Yeah. Um, so we're probably going to see him maybe even pop in some way or like, you know, cause he's, he's, I mean, he's, you know, when he, when he did have the money in Falcon, he was everywhere. So, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, it's going to be great. It's just going to be great. You know, I'm, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Uh, real quick, don't mean to interrupt before Tom goes. Um, the Lando you mentioned, Mickey, the Lando uh, series, it's, it's not going to be a series. They said it was going to be more of like a mini series. So we're only getting like possibly like an eight, 10 episode thing about Lando. And that's pretty much it. It's just a one shot thing from what they're saying. So, uh, yeah, no, but definitely, I mean, he could make an appearance on another show. Yeah, definitely. But his his show is just going to be like a mini series where it's just a couple episodes and that's it. It's not going to be multiple seasons as far. Are they going to do the same with Obi Wan? Obi Wan, I'm not sure. Pro- possibly the same thing. I'm not sure. 
I, do I feel like that's that. best uh, for certain characters. You know, do right. like a one-off limited series. Right. Uh, so, Tom, go ahead. Uh, sorry, I took your spot. No, nothing. I just, I just think there's going to be a lot more depth with the Dark Saber. I think we're going to get the like the better story of Mandalore and the Mandalorian, and I think he's going to realize since he took off his helmet in front of people that he's going to start learning to do to get into the old. I mean, the newer ways. Mm-hmm. I think. I think that's gonna that's a big uh, big jump from that, and I think uh, for I think I think something is gonna go down with Bubba Fett. So we'll see, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't really know, man. I don't know where do I want it to go. You guys all pitched, you know. Of course, we're gonna uh, we're gonna want to know the, more about the saber. Uh, what what's going to happen between Bo and Mando. And um, I'm just glad that we got out of the whole, like, you know, because it kind of got repetitive there for a little bit in the series where it was like, you know, hey, go here and meet this person. You go to the meet that person. Hey, I'll help you out, but you need to help me with this first. Okay, yeah. can you give me that? And it seemed like every episode was like, I go to a different destination. Hey, can you help me out? And I'll help you out. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I'm looking for this. Yeah, but can you help me out first and then I'll help you? And it was always like, that got a little repetitive for a little bit. Yeah. You're like, man, it's like every episode is the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but remember, but, he, he is a person for hire. So you don't know if he was hired by them because, either, you know, he was doing bartering, but it's still something he does. So I don't think it took him out of the whole norm, you know? True. That's true. Yeah, but I mean, for a viewer, it got repetitive. You know, you're like, oh, wait, next week, oh, he's got to go here now, and then they're going to, he's going to meet the person, and then they're going to be like, yeah, I could find this person for you, but you need to do something for me first, you know, and that was always the case. And you're like, oh, here we go again, you know, Rando's got to risk his life to get this person something they want so that he can get what he needs. Yeah. Um, and what's funny is every episode uh, that he does, that ship just got destroyed more and more and more and more. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like got obliterated. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and we got, a, we got, at the beginning of this episode, we got to see Bo's ship in, in real, in like, in real life, in live action, because we've always seen it in, like, in Rebels, you know, like, you see it in cartoons and stuff. Like, you never yeah. seen her, sh- you never seen her ship and, like, they actually, like, showed it and oh um you know star wars rebels they have the droid um chopper yeah yeah and i didn't know this but chopper makes an appearance in rogue one oh yeah yeah when there's there's a part where they're all at the rebel base and then you can see chopper like going and and he's like just rolling by orange head and interesting so i i don't know because that storyline uh that was Rebels is during what time period? Re- Rebels is before Rogue One. It's like one right after another. And then Rogue One is way before, or it's before, right before Part One starts because they just got yes. the blueprint. So it, go, it goes Rebels, Rogue One, New Hope. So then that explains why Chopper would be in Rogue One. Yeah. Uh, I just, I just remembered something I wanted to ask you guys as far as like what you think is going to happen so since we got luke in his prime and luke is taking grogu to train him at what point do you think grogu meets ben ben solo because remember because remember luke was training the new jedis and there were multiple ones that he was training and they mentioned kill them all yeah, no, not all of them. Ben took half of them with him, and support, he killed. He took half the Jedi's with him, and then slaughtered the rest. So we know that at some point, Grogu and Ben Solo were being trained by Luke Skywalker around the same time. Well, mm. if this show takes place five years after, after Return of the Jedi it, and it before probably, Force Awakens, it probably won't be for a little bit longer. It'll um, probably be the storyline going into 
Ben Solo and how he became yeah. evil. And even though they do that in the movie itself. But he's but an adult. Though. It yeah. is more depth. And maybe they'll just do like a, uh, just a storyline of them being trained together, you know? So I can see it. That'd be cool to see. Yo, imagine yeah. seeing a young Ben Solo, like as a little jit, like. That'd be cool to like see. A, it's definitely a, a possibility. Grogu, a teenage Grogu and a teenage Ben Solo. That'd be cool. Yo, yeah, yeah. That, that would be so sick, man. And he yeah. takes out Grogu, which shows you how strong he was compared to... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, maybe, man. Maybe. Grogu, because... Grogu, after he sent that beacon, bro, the, he was playing with those stormtroopers like nothing. Yeah, You're but like, remember, Ben Solo gets... was a Skywalker. And Skywalkers seem to be pretty powerful. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Well, the, he remember every time Goku used his powers, he would faint. Man, he didn't have but that strong be, of. But he was like a baby in Yoda terms, like you know. In, in yeah, but he was yeah, a baby. The funny thing is, his baby, but he's like, <laughs> like how many like years, old? years old? Five hundred years old. Five hundred years old. He's a baby. But he's so still weird. got like, and if you think about it, about the time they reached to like the era where Ben Solo is, he's still like young. Like he's still, yeah, he's still really young. He doesn't look as cute. He probably yeah. looks more like the regular Yoda at that time. <laughs> like the Grinch. <laughs> oh man, bro. I'm just thinking like, yo, what if what if Ben did take out Grogu when he turned on Luke, man? I mean, would have had to happen technically throughout the I mean the storyline. If you follow it, can I mean, Grogu's but... one of the guys he you know, he takes with him. Oh ooh, man. And that would be kind of cool, though. I'm not even going to lie. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Grogu goes to the dark side. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, and what's cool is they show, like, how it's possible already. We already see yeah. how it's possible. So that's so cool. That would be really cool, actually. I just – I'm just happy that we got to see Luke because we always wondered what Luke looked was like doing. after. Yeah. Or what he was doing this whole time. So Yeah. Anyway, is that it, boys? Yes, sir. All right. Yes. Well, um, yes, you know what? Um, we want to thank everyone for listening to another episode of Casually Kicking It. Hopefully, we didn't bore you with Star Wars, Mandalorian. But, hey, that's what we like. And it was the season finale, and it was one of the best season finales I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially oh, yeah. in the Star Wars world. And we want to thank Mickey for joining us tonight. Thanks a lot, man. Invite me back again. I definitely appreciate it. Yeah. More than welcome to come on anytime. All right, Casually Kicking It family, we're out of here. Thanks for listening. Peace. Adios. Peace. Peace.